Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a sales and marketing coach and strategist for health coaches, life coaches, and wellness professionals who want to become a leader in their field by building their online community, rocking their sales process, and finally feeling confident about how they promote themselves and their marketing. On this show, we talk about tips to grow your business, save yourself time, and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. If you want to head into the fall season with more clients, confidence, and clarity, I want to invite you to join me for my group coaching session drop-in. Normally to work with me, it's four to six months, but I'm doing a special opportunity this August 18th. It's a Thursday and you can come join me and get coached and get your questions answered and all the things. So I cannot wait to connect with you. If you want to join for this, be sure you're on my email list. Go to HaleyRoad.com and you'll get a link to join or you can DM me on Instagram at Haley underscore row, H-A-I-L-E-Y underscore R-O-W-E and I will send you the link to enroll and we will kick it off on that Thursday the 18th. But you do have to sign up. So you need to either tell me you want to sign up or you have to be on my email list so you'll get the sign up link. Thanks. Hey there, I'm here today with Bridget and we are going to talk about what it's like to start your wellness coaching business when you are not a spring chicken, meaning you're not old (laughs) at all. You're very young, but a lot of people have a belief that after 40 or after motherhood or Mm -hmm. after a long career path in something else, it's too late for them to start their own coaching business or they're too old or there's a lot of younger people or it's super saturated. So why bother? And so we have these beliefs that stop us from starting our business and working towards our dream. And you are somebody who did not let that stop you. And um, so I want to let you introduce yourself first and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so much to talk about, but uh, I'll just kind of give a brief introdu- introduction there. So yeah, hi, my name's Bridget Maroney. Um, I am a performance and nutrition and mindset coach um, for athletes or anyone who considers themselves an athlete or a fitness enthusiast. Um, I started my coaching business, Aspire to Coaching, about a year ago, uh, shortly after getting my my coaching certificates um, or certifications um, through the Human Potential Institute and also uh, Precision Nutrition. And um, yeah, it's uh, as I was telling Haley before this episode, I'm very much in the the embryonic (laughs) stages of not my life, but (laughs) but my business. Um, But yeah, it's it is very much, um, I guess, kind of going into that that topic there. What what is um, what did prompt me to to do this was uh, that conversation. Speaking about approaching the uh, the the middle part of of our age, or or just not being super super duper young, um, like you see on Instagram and and the highlight reels and TikTok and everything else like that. Um, it was always this comment that I would make to people, which is, if I could do it all again, I would. Or if I had a chance to, I would. And in 2020, um, 
that opportunity presented itself to me when uh, the gym that I was coaching at, of course, shut down because of the pandemic. And then I was also in academia and that went away. And so um, like a lot of people, especially in that particular point in, in, in our collective history there, um, I really took pause and, and did really think about those comments that I had been making for, for, for many, many years. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I think in my, in my opinion, in my belief and my experience, people, people who pursue health coaching and nutrition coaching and, you know, the, the types of coaching that we're, that we, um, do here it's it's from a place of of service and wanting to help people and it's it's um it's something that i think you know kind of sits in a lot of people's hearts for for a very long time and i bring that up because going back to that conversation or that that uh kind of thought process in 2020 my wife brought up to me she's like you know bridget when you come home from school and teaching and everything else like that, you're not opening books on link. Cause I was an English teacher. So you're not opening books on linguistics or pedagogical theory. She's like, you're looking at articles on supplements and you're looking, you're listening to podcasts on health and nutrition and watching videos on how to move optimally. It's like, so it was that realization that, yeah, even though, it felt uncomfortable to make such a change or, or, you know, do something at a, at a later time in my life. It's like, but this is what I should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a couple points that you just made there. Like number one, if you're already doing it anyways, meaning in your free time, <laughs> you're learning about that kind of stuff. You might as well create a job that you don't want a vacation from and that you love and that is, you know, allowing you to learn about that stuff to be able to teach and coach people on their health and nutrition. And at the same time, going off of we only get one life. And if you are going to want to do it anyways, you might as well get started. And worst case, I think so many people think like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'd waste the time if it doesn't work. And the truth is, no matter what, you're going to be acquiring skills and, you know, lessons about yourself and be becoming a bigger, broader person who can then later use those skills in something else if you wanted to. But regardless, it's like, if it's something you want to do, who cares that? So what if it's too late? Or if you think in your brain, you're telling yourself it's too late. That's such a lie mm -hmm. because you still have years of your life left. Most people do at the age of 40. Right. And the other thing is like, for me, I had the opposite problem. I was, I thought I was too young because I started mm -hmm. my first um, business in coaching and like fitness and stuff at 16. And I was, I had to get like legal guardians signing my paperwork. So I was like, are people really going to take me seriously? And the truth is there were the right fits did. And I did work with people who were a lot older than me. And so everything you're telling yourself about why your business is impossible or why it's too late, all of that's just a story in your head. And there's so many examples of people like Bridget who have the courage to start their business and they do rock it. And so I want to um, ask you, Bridget, like when you have this big learning curve, because this is where what everybody deals with yeah. big learning curve starting out and you start to feel like, oh, my gosh, I got to learn Instagram. I got to learn what I'm supposed to be marketing. I got to learn what I'm supposed to post. 
how do you manage that kind of overwhelm and learning curve, you know, feeling? Yeah. <clears throat> oh my gosh, that's such a good question because it is so overwhelming. Um, I apologize. Um, I don't know if you heard my phone go off. Um, it, it, it really is overwhelming, um, especially like you mentioned when it's it's not it, like getting a certification is one thing. Like that's learning in of itself. But you know, as I've as I've realized, I've spent the last year and a half or so basically getting what I would call like a an MBA in entrepreneurship, self study, self taught. <laughs> um, but I guess the the simplest thing that I can say, and this is kind of coming from the uh, the coaching world, is is um, start acting because act, action is going to one, one of my favorite uh, quotes from Marie Forleo, um, one of my favorite business coaches out there and uh, authors is uh, action gives clarity, not, not thought. So if you're sitting here and you're thinking about it and, and, and yes, we have to think about these things and learn, but it's, you have to get to work at some point and you, you have to let go of that perfectionism and just and just start making progress because guess what it's not going to be perfect and that's how you learn and grow and, and evolve and, and iterate but but yeah just just getting to work um you know still by all means have a plan have a strategy know what you're supposed to be working but but start doing it um because one again you're going to get that clarity but also it's that uh it's that positive feedback loop right um Again, going into like or taking a page from the the health and nutrition coaching world or fitness, like people think motivation happens before action. It's like, oh, I don't feel motivated to work out today. It's no, no, that's that's not how it works, right? It's you put on your shoes, you walk out the door, and then when you start kind of shuffling down the road, then the motivation kicks in and all of a sudden you're off on a, a 5K run. Or, or whatever, a mile, whatever, yeah. <laughs> whoever you are. So, so, but the same applies for business. Like, okay, I have to learn Instagram. I have no idea what it is. This is, this is great. Well, what can you do? What can you do right now? That's my favorite. What is the smallest, most actionable step you can do in this moment? Go, go just, just make a username, make, make a username and just make a profile. Just put your face or your logo or whatever on there. Like, and then all of a sudden, you know, that motivation kicks in, you start learning. And also, um, I guess you could say it, it gets kind of demystified, I guess, like the whole intimidation factor of it's like, oh, this is Instagram. It's not so bad. Whatever. Okay, I can do this. That's what yeah. I would say. The time you spend thinking about it ends up being worse than the actual doing it. And totally. thinking about it doesn't get you anywhere. Action, you might take the wrong action or meaning you might make a mistake or you might find out, oops, that wasn't the first mm -hmm. right step to take. But then you at least are moving somewhere. So now you know and can make the next educated step. <laughs> so I like the way you shared that. And motivation isn't required to get started. Motivation yeah. is kind of earned after the action because you're like, oh, wow, I did that. Yeah. Okay. Now that breeds more success or more motivation. Yeah. So um, love the way you shared that. Now, what about when you're seeing, now you mentioned to me this to me earlier, and I thought it was interesting because I've heard, I you're not the first person to say this to me. We're on Instagram and you see these younger trainers or nutrition coaches. And a lot of times 
we compare ourselves, we make things mean something about ourselves. Meaning if we get a rejection, we make that mean something about ourselves. So if we, you know, see other coaches crushing it, sometimes we make that mean something negative about ourselves. So how, how come, or, or tell me more about like, how do you manage imposter syndrome or comparison in your business? Oh man. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I have a great answer for this because to be honest, it's, it's still something that I struggle with. Um, you know, uh, but so I guess the, the first thing I would probably say is, and, and this is just maybe what I've learned to do is to kind of just put the blinders on. Um, because again, it kind of goes back to that overwhelm and, and analysis paralysis. Like, you can get sucked down and that's what social media is designed to do is to suck you down the rabbit hole um, and distract you for for hours and hours uh, but that's that's a topic for another day but you can get sucked down that rabbit hole of comparison um which i have in in doing market research right like that's kind of part of the process of of brand building and business building is like hey what are other people doing and then all of a sudden it's like oh my God, they are crushing it. Like, um, and so I guess what I would say, I guess it's, it's not necessarily like put your blinders up and ignore people because again, there is that element of market research, but I think it's having the discipline, I guess, shall we say, to maybe kind of put a limit on it. Like, okay, I'm going to look at these three brands or businesses that or influencers or whoever you want to, you know, whatever you want to say that I think that I admire and I think are crushing it. And let me, and try to be as objective as possible. Again, this is, this is, this is a challenge, at least for myself. And I think for many, but it's just like, try to come from it from a place of, of just objective objectivity um, and just being like, you know, okay, what are they doing? What has worked? And just kind of keep in mind that they started where you are right now. Um, there was this one company I was looking at, Black Iron Nutrition, and they're they're a great nutrition company, especially, and they're well known and respected in the world of uh, CrossFit. And they have tons of resources out there. Um, and I actually listened to a podcast with the uh, the owner, and. That was the takeaway is that she didn't what black iron fitness or black iron nutrition is today was not where she was and she was also like that struggling entrepreneur very overwhelmed she made a lot of mistakes and, and things like that so i think it's just kind of remembering um the common humanity of things and then again um just putting that limit on there just putting a limit on on all these things in general because as a business owner you know it, it cuts into your productivity time Absolutely. I love that. Putting kind of constraints or boundaries around what you're doing with social media and who you're looking at and just kind of being like, this can also be data. It's not like a thing to make myself feel bad. It's more like, can I objectively see what's working, what's not working, that kind of thing. And one of the other things that I think is really important when you're going to start a business, as you said, you're like getting a bachelor's degree or an MBA in business, self-taught, and you're like going about the journey is you got to be patient. And there's long there's things that are long-term strategies like this podcast. I've been doing it for years and it didn't take off right away. I mean, it sat there on the shelf for a little while. Right. And so, um, and I just heard a story, but at the time I was not attached to that. I was like, I'm going to do this podcast for years and it's going to be 
successful eventually. <laughs> and that's like what I told myself. And so I kept doing it. And I just heard a story too about somebody who hosted their first webinar, got no viewers or whatever. And if she would have stopped at that point and been like, oh, why bother? This is so hard. She later had a seven figure year after that. So do you think she now looking back at that point would have cared that the first webinar had zero people? No. So the key is to stay patient, keep showing up and know that that stuff adds up. So how do you, Bridget, like keep yourself patient or just, um, you know, keep showing up even when maybe you're not immediately seeing all the fruits of your labor come together? See, this is where <clears throat> I think being someone in you know with a few more years under their belt in life that becomes an advantage because you've kind of gone through life and you've learned certain life lessons where you maybe have a little bit more patience and and hopefully grace with yourself but um i would just say like if i had tried to do this in my 20s i i probably would have failed um just because of who I was at that at that point in my life and and not understanding that things in life do take time um, and everything else like that. So so for anyone who is watching or listening, who who is because that's kind of like the theme here is like for anyone who wants to start, um, you know, a little bit later on in life, I think this is where there's a great advantage here. Like we know how to play the long game because we've been playing the long game. Um, yeah. Yes. And I, you just brought up a really good question. How can where you are in your life right now and the age that you're starting at, how can that actually be an advantage to you? And why is there so many reasons why that's good? Because I agree with you. I think a lot of my clients who I work with who are, you know, empty nesters or whatever, they like they are not phased by things as much <laughs> than some of my younger clients. You know what I mean? So um, I think that's a really good point. And would you say, what would you say to somebody who, like, how we got connected, Bridget, was you were out there taking action. Like, you were, you know, talking about your podcast, and we connected through our mutual certification program that we both did. And so it was it was cool to see that that's paying off, and now, like, here we are on a podcast, right? So you never know where those shots you're taking are going to take you. Um, what would you say to somebody who maybe is new and they they feel either like they're having a like, what do you do when you're having a day where you're discouraged or you got rejected for something? How do you pick yourself up from that? Um, you know, I, well, there's again, I think it's just kind of having that that mindset of there's there's going to be um, ups and downs, ebbs and flows. Um I like to say not every day is rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> um, but I, one thing that I've learned just on the, the business or entrepreneurial journey is, and I heard this from Sarah Blakely in her, in her master, uh, her masterclass, not her mastermind. Um, so if anyone has that app or, or the, that subscription there to that, that website, go listen to it. Um, Cause she's someone again, who's accomplished at a very young age, amazing things, but she kind of brought up the whole like get used to know it's it's a numbers game um and 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 again it's it's not from the mindset of like you just keep doing don't do something that obviously isn't working just for the sake of doing it but it is going to take you know you're you are going to hear a lot of no's and rejections and things like that until like you meant like i think you mentioned yourself just now until you start 
finding the right people. And then all of a sudden it takes off like wildfire because you found these, you know, your, your audience, your, your group, um, your, your niche, your niche. Um, and so it, you know, again, it's, it's just practicing that patience, that consistency, but also just having that, that objective, uh, perspective there of, you know, and, and again, like if I, I think we, we mentioned this in the beginning, but it's like, we're here to learn. It's, it's a learning process. And so if, if the first person you spoke to said, yes, this is amazing. And you would never learn anything. You would never get better. So those no's can, even though they, they suck and it hurts and it can be discouraging, um, you know, take a moment, lick your wounds, but then, you know, decide how you can, can go on from there, how you can proceed. Yeah, totally. There's a Warren Buffett quote. That's something like, it's only when the tide goes out where you see who's been swimming naked. And the way that I see that quote is like, when things are easy, nobody has to really learn it, anything. Like you don't have to find out why people said yes or like what is working. Sometimes you're just like, yeah, it was easy. I got it. But when things are hard or the environment's hard or you get rejected, that's the opportunity. That's when you find out who really developed their skills and honed their skills and figured out what, you know, what they need to change and tweak and showed up with character and developed themselves versus who was just like, oh, it's hard now. And I was used to it being easy. So now I'm going to struggle. Right. So um, I want to end it with you just sharing how people can stay in touch with you. I think this was a super fun episode to just talk about, talk to somebody who's on the road on doing it every day. So how can people stay connected with you? Yeah, this was very fun. And thank you so much for having me on. Um, so really quick, as I mentioned in the beginning of my episode, my coaching business name is Aspire to Coaching. Um, so the website is aspiretocoaching.com. Um, Instagram, at Aspire to Coaching. TikTok, if I start posting on there again, uh, at Aspire to Coaching. And then Facebook. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, just probably the best thing is go to my website and you'll see like all the blogs and all the links and everything. And you can email me. Um, I have my calendar set up. So if you want to, you know, chat for a few minutes and talk about nutrition, your performance, what your health is like, I would, I would love to sit down and, and, and help. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Bridget. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.